Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Wine Times, the podcast about all things grape-related, brought to you in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club, with me, Makita Oliver. And me, Will Lyons, the Sunday Times Wine Columnist and Vice President of the Sunday Times Wine Club. Yes, and this show, as you might have guessed, is all about wine. Red, white, rosé, sparkling. Italian, French, Australian, South African and all the rest. This series, we're going to be tasting our way through those tannins and we won't be doing it alone. No, no, no. No, no, certainly not. Every episode, we'll be joined by a well-known guest for some good wine, good times and good conversation. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? And remember, the wines featured in this episode and all others are available through the Sunday Times Wine Club. If you haven't signed up yet, there'll be a link in the episode description for you. So, whether you're an expert with a broad palate or you just tend to stick to the house stuff. In this show, you're sure to find something to suit your taste. We're back in Wadadley Kitchen. It's just beside the River Lee in London's Hackney Wick. It's owned by the myth, the legend, uh, the chef <laughs> that is Andy Oliver. She's also my mother. Hi, Mum. Talking and slurping with Makita and myself today will be Nat Parker, the award-winning actor. You will remember him from the title role in the Inspector Lindley Mysteries, but you can now see him in cinemas in Ridley Scott's massive new film, The Last Jewel, and he's reprised his role of Henry VIII on the West End stage in Hilary Mantle's finale to her Wolf Hall trilogy, The Mirror and the Light. It's Nathaniel Parker, but we're going with Nat, aren't Hello. we? Hello, yeah. Well, it's, it's just briefer, isn't it? Really? We're drinking yeah. wine, we're relaxed. Yeah. Exactly. I couldn't actually spell my name till I was nine or ten. So, yeah, well, I didn't know I was dyslexic, but I just couldn't. I thought it was, oi. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Nat it is for today then And how are you now? We know that you're obviously in the theatre at the moment Which is no joke, that's like every night Plus matinees Yes, it's it's eight shows a week And we've only just opened um, It is hard work Henry VIII was not a small man by any stretch So yeah, I've got to be I'm literally carrying £30 costumes on me And doing quick changes in and out of those At the same time as trying to be um, Genuine, vulnerable which is something we don't often see Goodness, in Henry, was he? and then quite aggressive. So the thing about the Henry that I play, actually, is that he's Hilary Mantel's version of Thomas Cromwell's version of Henry. Uh, so he's not necessarily the chicken-bone-sucking, thigh-slapping, wench-grabbing <laughs> chap that right. we all know from the old movies, although that's certainly a part of him. There's also an incredible amount of vulnerability in it, um, and... and 
a genuine fear of, of life, yeah. uh, which we don't see. You know, and, and we've got this angle with Anna of Cleves and why that didn't work, which is completely contrary to what I think all of us around this table were taught about her being plain Jane and therefore, no, he couldn't, you know, he, he wasn't interested. That's not actually what happens. (laughs) But I often wonder, because we drank in this country, in England, so much wine. I I think if we go back to the 40s... Better than water, wasn't it, really? Yeah, so, yeah, it was. It was more, it was, it was, it was certainly, yeah, cleaner. And I think, I think Edward II ordered a million, literally a million bottles of Bordeaux for his wedding in the, in the, in 1307. I think it was in the 14th century. And we get that from, you know, the story of wine written by Hugh Johnson. It's not just something... Fantastically clever man. What? A million bottles of wine. into the you know a time machine and go back what the wine would have tasted like back then it probably was very gritty i think gritty sort of you know vinegary i don't i don't know i mean yeah it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a vegan's delight because it was probably (laughs) cleansed with bull's blood wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) let's hope so (laughs) it would only be right so you don't have any wine on stage i mean not actual no there's a moment we have a party and a yeah. bit of dancing, but um, no, no, no wine is taken in. No wine is actually. It's a job taken to in, be no. done for yes. God's sake. There is some in my dressing room. Yeah, just to you know. Help just me after, how good is afterwards. a glass of wine post performance? Oh, the relief! I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you. It's um, yeah, it's it, it's genuinely there. I've I've actually taken to liking white wine a little bit again, yeah. which I haven't done for quite a while because it's so refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> right, absolutely. Get the right taste in your mouth, and you just go, oh yeah, okay. But, but this is the whole thing, is it? People come to wine, and they tend to like red wine over white wine. I don't know why. And I think the more wine you drink, the more you love white wine, mm. because it revives you, and it has that acidity, and it's crisp. Well, That's also, when you're as hot as I get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, with these costumes, I've got a, a, about five layers, including a fat suit, um, and then, as I say, costumes that weigh about 35 pounds. Mm. And in quick changes, I do about eight quick changes in the no! shower. No! And... Um, and I can't have aircon on in my little dressing room because with the aircon, my voice goes yes. like that. I, <laughs> I drop another three octaves. So um, I, I, I've got to have it just normal. <laughs> and I fan the door open I was going like to say, is there a window? I mean, it's just really... And my poor dresser, I don't know how she does it. She's you, amazing. You know what you need now? A hand fan. You know those electrical ones? I do, yeah. A little fan would be good. A little uh, fan. Are you allowed to share what style of wine you have in your, in your dressing room? Well, can, can, can you... It's just, it's just white. <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 if if it's a crisp white, then I quite like a Chablis. Yeah. Um, otherwise, nice. I'm nice. mostly an Italian yeah. wine drinker, um, or Bordeaux. Where are we starting today, then, Will? Are we well, going to make Nat happy with a beautiful wine? I hope so. <laughs> it's certainly refreshing. We're going to Hungary, actually. Oh, and we've got a sort of historical. Um, my glass is ready and waiting. Never had a guest so ready for this, have we? Um, So it sort of ties in with the sort of, not with a Tudor theme, but with a history theme. We are in uh, Tokai, which used to be the world, well, it probably still is, but it used to be the most sought after wine. They have um, taken their principal grape variety and they've made a dry wine. And this is a Royal Tokai Ferment. 2020 and it's very much um in an in, in insider's choice it's what the oh, kind of, you okay. know the sort of intelligentsia would order and it, it, all the critics yeah, and sommeliers love this great variety i love the color as well it's sort of like that hint of goldy green it to it fantastic so now how do you feel it does yeah. smell good now how do you feel about a spittoon 
Because we have them here. And I see them here. Yes. I thought it was going to be there for the, all the names I'm going to drop. No, you can, I... <laughs> it can be as well, of course. All the names. And of course, there is, you know, it's traditional when you're tasting wine yes, to just spit swirl it out. and spit yes, it out. absolutely. I can try it. But I today, but I'm going to taste a bit today. I'm going to do a bit of both. A bit of both today for me. Well, I haven't yet mastered example. the art of, of, sort of public speaking and taking wine. So I always spit if, I'm, if I have to concentrate. I'll lead, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, let's have a look. Cheers. So, cheers. 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 Oh, cheers. I'm told it's nice. Eyes are always very important. Yes, absolutely. Cheers, yeah. Things go wrong. Mm. So, oh, if- shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, someone down. I'm about spitting it out. <laughs> It's like sometimes I was watching you spit. You're almost munching it. Yeah. That was amazing. I mean, I, I, you know, I've known some. I've known some professional wine people in my time. And that was a lovely munch. So what I was doing, I was putting that the was air absolutely over. lovely. It's amazing. It I don't know how it does took it. Took over my nasal cavities. Yeah. That wine. It was right, really right lovely. Yeah, come all the really way to lovely. the cheeks. I was doing my the whole retro nasal olfaction, so I was getting. I was dragging the air yeah. across. So we can get all the aromas up to our olfactory bowl, really? which yeah. is here. And what I would say about this one, what I like about it, out of all the white wines of the world, it, it has this it, mm. it, 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 it is lovely. One of the highest in um, uh, acidity, which goes well, I think, with cream. What sort? When you say one of the highest percentages, so what is the percentage? Of it? I mean, how, yeah, how, 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 is it just a taste thing? Yeah, I, I can okay. just taste it. You, you can feel it, Daniel. Because I can feel it, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You say that, it really does. Yeah. It goes down the it's cheeks. It's like what champagne used to do to me when I was a kid, which is suddenly my cheeks go, hmm. Yeah, and you're like, I'm And happy. I can taste it right up here in the yeah. top of my nose. So Tokai used to be, I think it was Louis XIV that used to call Tokai uh, the wine of kings and the king of wines. And it's wow. a sweet wine. And it tastes of honey and apricot. Ooh. But mm. the great thing is, this is coming back to the point about acidity is it has enormously high residual sugar. So it could have up to 140 to 90 grams, which is a lot. Yeah, that um, is a lot. But because it has this acidity, it neutralizes, it sort of, it, well, it, it, it counterbalances that sweetness. And of course, then what happened with Hungary, you had the 20th century was really unkind to it because first of all, their principal market was the Tsars of Russia. Well, there was a revolution, so they completely, (laughs) like the Champagne Noir, they had to look. That's why, you know, the Champagne Noir, Champagne used to be, I'm going off on a tangent here, used to be sweet because the Sars would drink it at the end of a meal. And then came the revolution and suddenly they had to, they lost their market. Mm. So where did they look to? The biggest city near Champagne, apart from Paris, London. And we liked our Champagne at the beginning of the evening. We liked it dry. Mm. So they changed the style. So they lost their market, um, uh, uh, Toko. Then, of course, you had the two world wars. Then you had communism. And communism was a tragedy for the region because all of these fantastic vineyards, which had been classified like the great vineyards of Burgundy, were then put over for mass production right. by a centralised right. uh, government system. I, yeah. I don't know how was, communism I mean, affected how, wine. I mean, I've worked in Bulgaria a few yeah. times, yeah. and uh, actually I've, I've often found if I go to the right place in Bulgaria, then you get some really nice wine. Yeah. Other, and, and it's local. It's only the local. If you get the regular stuff, it is mass-produced yeah. and not very nice. And I found last time I was in Sofia, I was hunting out fantastic little restaurants with really good local yeah, wines. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and all, all of that sort of area, there's a real... That's delicious. Sorry, that really well, well, it's a wonderful yeah. start, but yeah, really, really beautiful start. start. And so, sorry, I'm just going to f- um, finish off the 20th century story. Oh, yes, yeah, so well, the Iron Curtain comes down. Uh, actually, it was the Sunday Times <laughs> Club president, Hugh Johnson. Oh. Yeah. First thing he thinks is, hang on, there's this wonderful region, deserted behind the Iron Curtain, called 
Tokai in Hungary, you know, just before the Great Plains. We've got to go there. So he meets a, um, a fellow winemaker called Peter Vindendeers. I think they hire a helicopter. And, and, and they found all these people that have been growing grapes on the quiet. And they formed the Royal Tokai Company. And, wow. and, they, and, it, and it had a second life. But then, of course, they found... Prompted by him. Yeah. How oh, fantastic. It's very, it's very nice, you know, to make sweet wine and, and digest it, but we don't tend to buy it all year round. Mm. We buy it for high days and holidays and Christmas days. Um, so the, the sweet wine would be a regular drinking wine for them? Because uh, when, when you talk about sweet wine, I suddenly thought, you know, after-dinner wine. Yes, there that, it is. The, no, the Muscats and Muscadels, that's yeah, the I mean, kind of thing i It's got of. so much sugar in, you, you couldn't drink it. it, it yeah, okay. You couldn't drink it. So, so it is, I mean, you know... you. you you can have it as a as as, as an aperitif, mm. um, but I d- I tend not to because I find that once you've had something sweet, that really puts your sort of palate, what we call our taste, out, 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 you know, um, out of out, whack. Yeah, mm. uh, out of kilter. Out of whack. Yeah. Well put. <laughs> yes. Well put. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when did you learn about wine in your life? I mean, there's, we all start drinking wine at a certain age, but when did yeah. you actually learn? Um, my dad, the first, the first time I drank it, I think I was about six, I was on holiday. Um, we used to go to um, a, a place in west coast of, of France, and um, his dad used to mix it with water for us. Uh, and uh, so that's how I started. And he, he was brought up in uh, France. His first nine years were in France, and that's how he'd learned. Um, and so that, that's where I got a taste for it. And then when I was about 20, he gave me a book, a lovely leather-bound book, so I could write down all the wines I liked. Whoa. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, I didn't get very far, <laughs> but I did get some, and I've still got yeah. the book. No. Yeah, and um, nice. I mean, I really, it did so most... cultivated an interest very early. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, very much so. Um, but, you know, we luckily, one of our pals as I grew up was Prue Leith, and, uh, and a lot of her mates, they're all pretty cultured when it comes to taste. Mm. Um, and it was, um, yeah, I found myself either, like I said, either Bordeaux or Italy. Yeah. And Italy, um, that I've worked in a few times, um, has more variety of wine, yeah. I think, than I think anywhere else in the world. Different yeah. Oh and, and, and the yeah. first time I did, I, I did a movie there was Othello, which my oh, brother yeah. directed. We had Lawrence Fishburne, Ken Browner in it, and I was in it, and so was my wife, actually. And at the bottom of the Castello Orsini on Lago di Bracciano, was a little little hovel, no bigger than this part of the room here, really, which was um, where uh, we found somewhere called Vino e Camino. And um, Massimo was the master of Massimo. <laughs> and as his name sounded, his hands were enormous. <laughs> and in the corner was a little stone oven. And all the way around, just one layer full, were all the different kinds of wine. He had 250 different types of wine from Italy. And he took me through, not all of them, because it wasn't that long a film, damn it. But he was, we became really good mates really quickly. And he, um, he introduced me there to Sasakaya. Yes. Oh. On our last oh, night... On our last <laughs> night there, we had our party, and he'd actually been in Rome because his wife was giving birth to their first child, but he rushed back. <laughs> <laughs> well, We'd forged quite a friendship by this point. <laughs> and must get he, opened his, he opened his 1985 Sasakaya, oh, and this was in 1995, yes. and I was desperate to drink it, and, and as usual, he said, no, no, no. I've opened it, you can't drink it for the next 45 minutes. He would, he would always do that to me. I was going, oh, come on. And so we had instead his, his meal, which was the uh, local goat's cheese, which was put in the oven, mm. crusty goat's cheese, mm. put in the oven, until it just started to melt out the bottom of the crust. And that came from the fields over there, from the goats over there, and, and had been aged in the caves just over there. And it was um, next to it was sliced, peeled pear from the trees just 
round the back, and then it was walnuts crushed from the walnut tree round the front, and then honey drizzled all over. I was going to say... It's actually the best meal I've ever yeah, yeah, had yes, in my course. life, topped with sasakaya. Was, and yeah. knowing that that sasakaya was on the way. Oh. <laughs> also, it's, it's the key thing, is it? The simple things done well. And when you have a fine wine, the which um, sasakaya certainly is, you don't want the food to overshadow the wine. Mm. That is... And I agree, I love that sort of... Yeah. Cobbled together, but, but Well, Vino and Camino meant, as far as he was concerned, wine for food and food for yeah. wine. That was how, um, and he wrote a book about it. Yeah. That's how he yeah. presented Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Wine Times in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club. Remember, the wines featured in this episode and all others are available through the Sunday Times Wine Club. If you haven't signed up yet, there'll be a link in the episode description for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wine number two. Well, well, we're going to leave Hungary, so where do we go? Budapest? Where are we going to? Sure. We are, are, are we sure we're going us, to New Zealand? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I bought us some first-class tickets. We're going all the way to the Southern Hemisphere, <laughs> and we're going to the tip of the South Island. We're going to Marlborough in New Zealand. Now, a good tip, I may have mentioned this, a long, a, 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 you know, I, I, keep, I will keep mentioning this throughout the series, is to think of wine, to try and think counterintuitively. So Marlborough is world-famous for Sauvignon Blanc. And Sauvignon Blanc is probably the most popular white wine in the world now from New Zealand. I do like it. I much prefer it to a Pinot Grigio. Yeah, it's got fruit and it does what it's, mm. it does it, exactly what it says on the label. But have a sniff around and see what else they uh, make there. I happen to think that New Zealand has real potential to produce world-class Chardonnay. I'm talking knocking on the door of the fine wine world. Wow. And, um, is this a Chardonnay? Yeah, this is Chardonnay. Mm. There you go. Now, people can be quite snobby about Chardonnay. Oh, totally. I know I can be. <laughs> well, I don't know. I have to, I have to admit, um, I, perhaps it's my dyslexia, but sometimes I get myself confused with the different ones. So I often, if you ask me, I'll say shabbily like I did earlier because I'm safe. I right. know that one. It was what my mum used to say. That and for me. 
But it's Chardonnay and what are the other ones? The, the names that now live in so, Essex. So, um, so the. I so see that's. I, I get myself. I, I, I turn myself into so that. True, I sound though. like one of those snobs who just because I just don't know the difference. I'm no, sorry, it's completely that, that's, true. That's, I mean, that, that's, a, that's the thing about why it's so terrifying, isn't it? Because there's so yeah, much to know. There's so much. To know. All you need to know is is that there used to be something in Manhattan called the ABC Club, anything but Chardonnay. And that as soon as <laughs> as soon as people learn a little bit about wine, because. They, 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 they start having a go at Chardonnay because Chardonnay is the most ubiquitous grape variety in the world, easy to grow, but it's easy to love. It's like the vanilla of wine. But, yeah, but, it's, that's also, what, yeah. but that's it's also can reach the peak. That There's places like Poulini Morichet and Sassani Morichet. These command the highest prices for white wine in the world, and it's made from Chardonnay. Chablis is made from Chardonnay, and so is Champagne. Oh. There you go. Well, I did know that last bit. I did yeah. know that last bit. And interestingly, me. then, because I, I did go once round the uh, caves of. Um, yeah. Oh, right. Uh, um, uh, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? In France. In, in, in France. In, in, no, in Champagne. Oh, um, yes. So they have all these caves. The cut it's it's the, the most short. common champagne. Moet. Moet. Okay, yeah. So I went round Moet. And apart from a, a group of us were led round. And I asked the, the, the chef to carve at the end of it. He's a terribly glamorous guy, um, two or three inches taller than me, long hair, all the women's legs were buckling at the sight of this. I mean, he was gorgeous. <laughs> he was gorgeous. And, um, and, and I said, so what's your favourite wine of champagne outside the region? He said, oh, New Zealand. Which I thought really? was fascinating. Yeah, I, mean, no. I think New Zealand is interesting for two things. A, the um, it hasn't been producing commercial wine for that long. So it's basically since the late seventies. Although there were plantings, if anyone wants to, you know, in, in the sort of eighteen uh, hundreds. Um, but it made its name with a very commercial wine, a very popular wine style. But now I think it has that marginal climate. And it's knocking on the door of fine wine. So it makes really good Chardonnay and really good Pinot Noir as well. I mean, anyway, look so at the colour of this. This is gorgeous. This yeah. looks like less... Um, but I think... I that, mean, that's like gold. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I might taste this one. Mmm. Mmm. God, that's very different. You get that dairy, that buttery... Butter. Did you get a bit of buttery on that? Wow. Butter character. Butter. I'm glad you're coming out with the words. That's really um, good, yeah. I do get but butter. But it's also got that lovely... So what you need in white wine is the balance. So I know I keep going on about acidity and people thinking, why is he going on about acidity? You need the acidity, otherwise it will taste flabby, like biting into an apple that's gone over Yeah, it. a bit boring. So that, that, that's a really... And I just think this is... It's interesting because the last one really did take, like I felt, take me up, took me up to the top of my nasal cavities. <laughs> yeah. This one doesn't at all. No, it's, it's it sort of it's lives all, in the cheeks and yeah. so, as you say, buttery. Yeah, it's yeah. more yeah. textural, isn't it? And more sensuous, I suppose. Mm. Um, I'm actually quite into it, though. It tastes a little bit thicker. Thicker? I wanted to it say that, a, but I thought it sounded silly. Very, that, thanks. Thanks, don't be kidding. Thanks, don't be kidding. Thanks, don't be kidding. And do you know why? Because it's, it's, it's fermented in oak, in French oak barrels, and that's oh. where you get the oak in parts, that flavour of... Van, is it vanilla? Is it butter? Is it cream? Is it dairy? But is, I, it, is it thicker? You know, it, it's that, isn't it? It's but I, I learned something very interesting not so long ago. I, I was an, in um, vineyards in um, Jerez, yeah. in Spain, because oh, okay. I was filming this thing called La Semplanza. Yeah. So it was all about uh, a vineyard in, um, in Jerez, and, uh, b- back in the 1850s. And they took us round, and their oak barrels came from whiskey barrels. Mm. They'd, been, they'd lived with whiskey in them. 
for some time, and now they were with wine yeah. in them. And it was just a, so. When you say they're French oak, what was the what was the um, well, previous? Yeah. So yeah. They so, before that. Well, as a rule of thumb, as, a, as you know, going back to basics, there's sort of two. Well, there's actually three main um, oaks. You get Hungary, American, and French. But all you need to know is that French uh, American oak really does impart almost like a coconut, really strong vanilla character. Whereas French oak, it's a bit more subtle. So you do get that sort of textural heaviness there and that sort of lick of dairy, I suppose. Yeah. But it's not Creamy. as done. So, it, so if, I, if I had with, you know, a big, you know, a big sort of Californian Cabernet, it would really smell. Sometimes it can always smell of a bounty bar. Um, but I, can I say something? I, I think Nat knows more than he's letting on, actually, because <laughs> there was something he said earlier when he pronounced the champagne house in the correct way. Ah. Which is Moet. And you Moet. The hey, tea. Chandor, Moet Chandor. <laughs> yes, I, um, I was luckily invited out yeah. there for a weekend, over, uh, Arc weekend, which we just had actually, mm. but that was about ten years ago more. And we we tasted so many different um, <laughs> uh, vineyards, and oh wow, did I learn yeah. a lot. We went. To, we had lunch at Dom Perignon. Oh, oh wow! And the, the, the chef de cave at Dom Perignon was this little guy who, who uh, quite wide sort of chap, um, and um, he said, uh, and, and he came out with these big. Uh, proper red wine glasses for a champagne. Yeah. And I said, oh, you don't use flutes or anything? He said, no, 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 no. no. I said, so, so you're not worried that the wine would get um, flat? Okay, flat. He said, you would let your wine go flat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and then we tried, his, we tried a few different uh, vintages over dinner. It was just sensational. Yeah. Really? Say, yeah, sensational. So that this was lovely. Was the... do, you, do you think you prefer one or the other when the it comes Chardonnay. to these two beautiful wines? They're wife? so different. I think they're both very classy. Mm. They are. And it's really nice to have a really classy New Zealand wine. Mm. Mm. I kind of preferred the Toka. You did. It took you on a ride. That I did. One, oh, didn't you? You, you did, did enjoy yeah, that. Yeah. Well put. So this is the what 2019 Hunter's Chardonnay made by uh, James McDonald now, but the, but the estate was founded by the great uh, Jane Hunter, and there's a real history with with, with, with the Sunday Times Wine Club, oh. because in the early 80s, when we hadn't really discovered New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, the Sunday Times Wine Club had this big vintage festival in Kensington and they used to have these awards which were picked up by the press and Hunter's Sauvignon won it three years in a row and no one had ever tasted a wine like wow, this wow. because mm. I, was, I was obviously too young but, but apparently in the 70s all the wines didn't have much fruit and suddenly New Zealand came along and just had that sort of jet stream of tropical wow. fruit and, and, and now Sam Neill has a, a yes. two paddocks and oh, which he? is yes he does and, yeah. and that wine but it, it's very good and he's very hands on does he there. do white I know no, he does. No, he red. does a picnic pinot. Yeah, he does pinot, a picnic pinot noir. I always feel really I'd love sorry. To drink his Sam Neill red so I've been down there. So all the winemakers do a presentation, and then he stands up. <laughs> and he just does knock him for six. He adores. It. I mean, he's got a great life, yeah. and, and quite right too. He deserves and he's, it. But he's yes. done it so correctly that he yeah. bought the land, he planted it. Um, he hired winemakers and viticulturalists. Yeah, I'm, I've got a lot of respect for, yeah, a lot for of respect. that. Wonderful time in your career right now. You've had a long, lovely, lustrous career, but I mean, to be doing theatre that you love but also have this big old massive film yeah. Ridley Scott film yeah. that was a nice call to get it was a nice call to get you're absolutely right um, in, in fact on the day I had two different meetings and I really didn't like one of them um, and that's the one I got oh no way um, no it was <laughs> I came out of it going oh, I was terrible oh no um, but it was great to be offered a film by Ridley I think he's amazing 
I mean, he's an icon, isn't he, in yeah. the game? Yeah. He really is. Mm. And uh, this has... Yeah, shall I drop the names or yeah, shall you? Yeah, well, I don't mind if we can do it. Uh, <laughs> Go on, Matt Damon. Oh, my word. Um, ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, my word. Adam Driver. Oh, okay. uh, uh, Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer. <laughs> Harriet Walter. Oh, my God, I can't believe yeah. it. I can't believe uh, it. I did not know Adam Driver was in it. What, what a oh, film. Oh, Adam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Adam was in it as well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> but, but a lovely experience to make, I well, hope. Well, luckily, yeah, a fantastic experience to make. Mm. And luckily, I, I got a chance to work with all of them. And um, uh, there was, uh, the, we, we did six weeks in south of France to begin with on the Dordogne before the pandemic. And then there was meant to be a couple of days where we all got ourselves back to London and then on to Ireland. Uh, Matt went straight to Ireland. Yes. Hence all the stories about him being locked down um, in Ireland yeah. for a few months with his family, which he, abs- he had a wonderful time. Yeah, I bet he loved it. Um, but I and the rest of the team, I think most of us, got locked down in London. Which was great for me. My daughters were there, my wife was there, and we had our house and got a garden, so we survived quite mm. happily, really. And then as soon as we got a chance, we shot the rest of it in Ireland for six weeks. Uh, it was great. It's, it's a really exciting film. It's a very important film. It's, got, um, it's a proper Me Too for the 14th century. Whoa. Um, uh, yeah, it really is. It's a, I mean, it's a terribly important movie. You know, rape is being used as a weapon of war, and... Um, it's it's obviously disgusting and all, all those things. Just to try and understand what where men come from, it, you, it's impossible. You, you can't see where they flick that switch. And the whole movie is from three different points of view. First from Matt's point of view, then Adam's point of view, and then Jodie's point of view. And, um, oh, my God, it's powerful. Mm. And when, when you see it from Jodie's point of view, it's something which completely took my breath away. I could barely watch. Um... And I'm really proud to be part of it. Uh, I play her dad, which is great fun. Oh, my God. Um, she's so wonderful. She's extraordinary. Isn't she she's such just a love? wonderful. I love and, her. Um, yeah, and she's coming to the West End to do a one-woman show soon. Oh, go on, um, with, Yeah, I, just fantastic. I, I, I met the director of that the other day. He came to see our show. Uh, we're doing The Mirror and the Light, Hilary Mantel's last uh, part of the trilogy for Wolf Hall. And he was a director who was an associate director when I did The Audience with Helen Mirren at the same theatre, The Gilgood, ten years ago now. And um, I looked at Justin and thought, wow, you've grown up and now you are director <laughs> Joey as a one-woman show. Wow. You know, um, I was desperate to be in it, but he said, no, just one woman. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and, uh, oh, no, God, isn't it wonderful to be an actor is, now? It is great, I have to say. Mm. I, I've had the most extraordinary year and a half. Yes, it's nice to know in our careers that we still can, there's still so much to learn. Oh, you know? all, all the time. time. And that's why all the time. Are you like a fine wine improving with age? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm certainly getting older. Uh, <laughs> I don't like the alternative. Um, <laughs> no. Yes, it's, um, I, I, I hope so. I hope so. Third wine? I think it's a glass of wine. wine. I'm now, excited because it's red. Well, now, you had such an incredible Italian accent. I think you should... Ah, yes. Uh, introduce our wine from Sicily. Mm. I'm tasting it first because I've got to get all Italian. You, you've got to method it. Oh. <laughs> Prodotto in Italia, see? Va bene. Um, where is it from? Well, I'm going to pass you a note. Mazara da Vallo. And the winemaker okay. is, if you can read my writing. Your writing's worse than my mother's, and <laughs> she was a GP. It's <laughs> um, really difficult to Is that an N? Dino. Uh, Dino. Tagletta. Tagletta. And the, and the village he was in, it was Poggio. Poggio Don. I think you should come every week just to read out the wines. Uh. And the, the great variety is Nero Davila, 
we're south of Palermo. Oh, what kind of things? What kind of things should we be tasting in this one? Because I think I know some, but I don't want to get it wrong. Well, no, so it was a great Oz Clark that says, you know, all wine language is borrowed. So you can't, you know, ju- ju- just say what you say because that is the most important thing. And then we can go on to description. Okay, it tastes if we quite want. fruity. <laughs> there is lots of fruit. So I would say, let, let, let's just keep it very simple. Is it red fruit or is it dark fruit? Red oh, fruit, yeah. I would say. It's kind of got a bit more like a cranberry vibe to yes. it. Yes. I really like that. Uh, we said we're going to taste this one, mm. didn't we, Will? I so did no already. spittoon. <laughs> I did already. <laughs> Matt and I are tasting this one. I mean, look, we haven't had any food. We've had a high acidic, well, you know, we've had the the... the, the the ferment, which has a lot of acidity. We've had this wonderful, crisp Chardonnay from New Zealand. And then we come to this, and it's still tasting very smooth mm. and supple, isn't it? Imagine this with, um, oh, I don't know. I don't know how you would Some, think of a dish got, for Nat without meat. lovely legs, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> lovely legs. Yeah, it stays yeah, around for a while. Legs. But I mean, it just begs for me to be drunk with buff. Yeah, and I don't know how to think of a vegetarian oh, alternative. Oh well, I tell you, no. There's some. There's there's one. I'm not. Um, I, I do eat fish. Fish, yes. And there is one fish dish that I love that is like having yes. beef, Ooh, what which is, is um, otolenghi, yes. and uh, a chunk of uh, tuna, a big yeah, chunk of I tuna, and sear it yeah. uh, all over. Sear it all over very quickly, yeah. and keep that juice in, and then smear it in Dijon. Yeah. And then cover it in uh, crushed up pistachios, and then whack it in the oven. Oh my God, oh, that's that a steak! Sounds heavenly. It is. <laughs> it turns out to be a steak. You, you slice it, and it comes out like a steak. I was, and that with yeah. this would that, go down. You a absolutely treat. right. Cheers to that dish. Cheers to that And I was thinking, in terms of food matching, think of the weight and texture. Of, yes, exactly. Of, yeah, of exactly. the wine, and I was just going to say, just, just, just well, like, it, 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 Rather boring, actually, to sort of pan fry them. But yeah, cheetah steaks. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, that's I mean, good. that first one was probably a cheesy straw, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> a really nice, light, up. fluffy, cheesy straw, delicious, yes. with lots of great flavours in it. The second one had to have something to do with the beautiful dish that you told us about. It was like suddenly we were thinking of cheese and vegetables <laughs> yeah, the and salads. Thing, yeah. So yeah, the cheesy one. And then this will have a tuna in the Three. oven. There's a lot of fruit there. It's there almost is. like black, you know, blackcurrant fruit. Um, when you go out to really good restaurants, it's often the vegetarian option is the most yeah. interesting. On the plane, yeah. please. Which mm. I never. Oh, yeah. The idea of eating meat again on a plane <laughs> just kills me. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I think there's um, there's often that route yeah. to take. And do you drink wine with your wife? Is it a wine household? Uh, yes, I, I do. I mean, we're, 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 I say we're not massive drinkers. I suppose when I, I finish a play at the end of the day, yeah, I do like a glass yeah. or two. Um, Yes, she likes champagne. Okay. Um, that's her preferred wine. But, uh, you know, I think it's... She, she also likes a really good red. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not a white wine drinker. Mm. Uh, my daughters both prefer a red. It, was it... It was Henry Winter, when I was talking to him, the sports writer, he said that, you know, food and wine is the new rock and roll. I mean, it really is. <laughs> it's that, you know, everyone now, they're, they're not into music. They're into Instagramming their food. Yeah. And, and, you know, the yeah. young sommeliers coming through, they know so much. Mm-hmm. Their palate is so My youngest is a very good vegan cook yeah. and a very good wine taster yeah. now. No, so I, I, I can, I can know, well I believe really that. Yeah. I can well believe that. Oh, that makes you happy, though, doesn't it? No, oh, the new generation <laughs> coming through properly. Um, Favourite wines from today? I like the red at the end. I yeah. always like the red at it the end. It does make me feel comfortable. <laughs> it does. It really does. 
you know. It's one of the most popular wines in the club. I've turned into a Poulian bunny recently, (laughs) and I just. And and I know this isn't Poulian, this is Sicilian, but it's not far. No, no, it's not. um, That's the best description of Poulian Poulian bunny. bunny. (laughs) Well, this my wife's really. She loves Greece so much, and I love Italy so much. Poulian is a mixture of the two. Yeah, it's a wonderful mixture of the two. I'm I'm going to go for the New Zealand Chardonnay because I love that. I love. I, I I just think it's it's such a good take on Chardonnay. It's 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 it's, it's got potential. I felt like you were proud um, of it when you poured it. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And um, nah, favorite wine of the day. Favorite wine of the day. Well, the red does make me feel comfortable, but I think right now with my hot dressing room and all the layers I wear as Henry VIII, I think. No, it should be the red, but I'm going to go for the Tokai. I'm so yeah. pleased you did because I've been sitting opposite you, and yes, you, you you're all cosy now. But there was something that happened with that first. Yeah, <laughs> and they're going to be but genuinely. Be seen, they're going really. to be very. Pleased. You see, that's I think Nat knows a bit more because you know, as I said, it's the insider's choice, the Sibelius <laughs> yeah. wine. Yeah, that was Oh, um, there we go. Well, thank you so yeah. much. Well, thank um, you for asking me to be here. Yes. What a wow. great buzz! It's a wonderful Trippity. idea, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next time I'll bring cheesy straws. And <laughs> yes, and, and, and we'll make sure there's a bruschetta. That's it from us today. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Wine Times in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just do this via your normal podcast provider. We'll be back next week with more wines and another wonderful guest. And remember, all of the wines we tasted today are available from the Sunday Times Wine Club website. And thanks once again to Adley Kitchen for the space. Thank you, Mummy. restaurant by the way no yeah is it yeah this is her um <laughs> clever booking, clever booking. <laughs> yeah we thought yeah. we'd align the two <laughs> hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com